millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two favorite hosts in the entire world. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. I hope so, you all had a lovely Christmas, or Hanukkah, or yes. Kwanzaa, yes, and yes, Boxing yes. Day, and yes. what are other holidays that have just recently happened? I feel like that was um, If you had any birthdays. If you had a birthday, if, yes, if like you my a birthday. <laughs> I, uh, my brother's almost, birthday. It's almost the new year. My brother had his golden birthday on the 26th, and one of my employees had their golden birthday on the 27th. So, yeah. Oh, I got a puppy. That's true. Yes. (laughs) Shit. So much has fucking happened. Happy puppy. Puppy missed to me. Boxing day. Puppy day. You're nope. You didn't get a boxer. No, I did not. Got a Doberman. (laughs) I'm thinking of. Apparently they're called Dobies, which is so funny to me. And you can pronounce it Dobby because potato, potato. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. Oh, you got a little drink. It didn't really make a noise, but yeah. It's all right. I got a little. I went glass bottles this time. Mm. I got I got a little Izzy. Izzy. Yeah, it's <laughs> an Izzy. Because I'm missing Izzy so much, I have to drink an Izzy. Fun fact: first episode without Izzy. <sighs> first. Will it be the last? Tune in next week. <laughs> you don't know. I <laughs> I have no idea. So I know we've got some shoutouts here. Are there any that you want to start with? Are you have any, or is it all me? Um, do you remember when we talked about Dr. Jessica? Like the yes. issue? She yes. got to the episode where we talked about her. So we were messaging on Instagram about that. And she said she thought our um conversation about her was very funny because we have no idea what we're talking about when it comes to doctors. Um uh, we are doctors. <laughs> and then she Dr. Said that Jessica I must have an incredible poker face. Mm, yeah. Which is true. So many people have complimented your your poker face. Um, Blindly, which is very kind of you. They're just assuming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So, Dr. Jessica, thank you. She also messaged me. I just read your message, and I'm not going to respond to it. So, when you listen to this, <laughs> hopefully by then I've responded. I will respond. I'm just not going to respond now. Uh, but also, so we have, uh, let's see, where is it? Uh, our dear friend... Diamond, our our beautiful Alabama Diamond, um, wanted to shout you out. So I feel bad. She had messaged me uh, a Scrubs video with Elmo, and apparently, I don't know if it got deleted or it just died in my inbox somewhere, but I, I never saw it. And even when I went to go message her directly, it didn't like pop up there. Instagram is weird when people send pictures and videos if you're not mm, both following each other. So maybe that's why. Got it. So, but anyways, we were talking back and forth. And she also said, I'm going to read you a quote here. Uh, Carmen, 
you're great, but Kelsey's a non-spoiling, informative rock star of a co-host. Aw, thank you. I talk to her a lot on um, on Instagram. She actually messaged me the other day a, a quote that I believe you had said because it sounds like you. Um, but honestly, it could have been either one of us. Uh, Shondaland giveth. And Shondaland taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> Shondaland do be doing that. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I also, you guys, it has happened. You know how we end every episode with, if you see Carmen on the street, no spoilies. Someone saw me on the street and they and did, did not no spoil spoilies. It. And no spoilied. Um, I want to shout out. Our dear, dear friend, Kathleen, she is both a friend of the podcast, a friend of the Patreon, a friend of everything. And so she lives very near to where I live and grew up very close to where I lived for a couple of years. And we were messaging and she happened to be home from school uh, on, on winter break. And we did a quick, a quick little coffee sesh today. Uh, and it was just so, so wonderful. I need to shout out, first off, obviously, Kathleen. You're incredible. She did not spoil anything. And she's she's watching the show live, so she's seen everything. And she did not spoil anything. Uh, but I also need to shout out her brother, Brendan, who is doing the same thing I am doing, watching Grace for the first time. But he's a couple seasons behind. Brendan, when you're listening to this, you need to know that your sister is the coolest person I've ever met today oh, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh well. I, well i met a lot of people today i work in a you know in a job where i meet hundreds thousands of people a day but uh no in all in all seriousness kathleen so she's not only just wicked smart but she and that was that was obviously for you you're going to school in boston so i had to throw a wicked Ugh. smart crazy uh in there for you but um just super funny, really awesome to chat with, loves Grays, loves the podcast, is currently somewhere in season three, and it was just nice because we were able to talk about like the the Denny storyline, and mm-hmm. um, obviously now, spoiler alert, hopefully if you're listening to this now, it's not a spoiler alert for you guys, but George is dead, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but it's it's one of those things where like... It was just a cool, like, safe environment to talk yeah. about the show, and really, I only talk to the talk to you about the show because mm-hmm. I can't trust Jessica yeah. to to keep timelines straight, <laughs> yeah. and because Kathleen is literally listening to the podcast as we're doing it, she was able to know exactly where we are. Um, yeah. So, I told her that this is the episode that we're on. And I'm going to shout her out, but. Yeah, that was awesome, and also she is. I she was a little little beautiful uh, Irish doodle, and uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's Clara. So if Clara, so if you're listening cute. to this, woof, she, you'll know what I mean. Woof woof <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> She'll know what it means. She'll get it. Um. Anyways, that's it. It was super awesome. Yeah, I I we'll we'll, have, we'll to take we we took a picture together, so we'll post it on the Instagram at some point. But we love that. Yes. So good. So uh, cool. Any other shouties? Uh, I don't think so. 
Obviously, if you're listening to this, listen, uh, go to... I do want to shout out everyone on our Patreon, because last week you said, everyone on Patreon, go on Discord and say, Carmen is always right, and Kelsey is always wrong. And I said, no one's going to do that, and no one did it. And Hmm. I am thrilled by that. I want you all to know that I... by that. I... You know what? It's okay, because I'm riding the high of meeting dear, dear Kathleen. Yeah, And nothing can bring me down, Kelsey! (laughs) And now all of you... Actually, you know what? Kathleen, you didn't even jump in and defend me. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> now I'm annoyed. Oh, well, she's not at that episode yet. She's still behind. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, uh, go to www.patreon.com slash Grey's Academy pod. And uh, guys, man. Wait, I, I, I'm so sorry. I had one more. I have ooh. to find that because I, I keep forgetting that I made us a TikTok. I almost said TikTok just now. Um, I forget that I made us a TikTok, and um, someone. So there was like there's another account, and it's the girl and her boyfriend is watching it for the first time, and she like records his reactions and posts them. That's not her whole account, but like that's some of her account, and they were somewhere we have not been yet, and it was like a very popular video, and someone, one of our um listeners went on her like video and commented everyone if you're in this comment section then you need to listen to gray's academy pod oh fuck who was it i'm trying to find it because i want to give credit and i don't know how this app works because i'm an old person (laughs) okay (laughs) boomer it's michelle oh shit michelle wow so beautiful sweet smart michelle also, anyone listening, go do that. Just keep doing that. Keep flooding Reddit Please. and Instagram and TikTok with Gray's Academy Pod. We love it. We need it. Truly. Truly, truly, truly. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to get this joke out there because I've been thinking about this all week. This episode mm-hmm. puts the chaotic in at chaotically, Kelsey. It's true. This is such chaos. And it puts the official in Carmen.Gabriel.official. It puts the dots in Carmen.Gabriel.official. It puts the grays in Gray's Academy pod on Instagram and X and what's the other one? TikTok? TikTok. 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 I'd be ticking and tacking. Okay. Um, yes, this episode is crazy. Uh, as I was watching it, first of all, I want to half shout out Carmen mm-hmm. because he said... Season six, episode six is going to be a big episode. Shout out! 100% right on that part. The part you got wrong was that you said it was going to be a big episode because it was going to be a shooting. That was incorrect. But there was a stabbing and a fire. There was was a a shooting. There was a firing. A firing is a shooting. Maybe I was getting my my psychic lines were getting mixed up. Anyways, so you get a 50%. Good job. So... Let's let's just real quick. Let's introduce the episode, and then I I did get a small spoiler, but it was Jessica's <gasps> fault. So I need we need to talk through it. Do I have to stop being Jessica's friend? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just um, to no, her. it's it was so she. I'm just really good, and I was able to read between the lines, and I uh, I I figured it out. But we'll talk about it. Let's introduce the episode. Let's actually start. All right, guys, ten minutes. Let's jump into it. I'm peeling <laughs> my face off. I'm so upset. Okay. <laughs> This it's a small the, spoiler. It's a small spoiler. I'm distraught. 
This is the sixth episode of the sixth season. This is episode 108 overall, and it is called I Saw What I Saw, and that is the song. I Saw What I Saw is a song from Sarah Groves off of the Tell Me What You Know album, and this album here is the fifth album, seventh overall from Sarah Groves. It was released November 6th, 2007, so almost my birthday in 2007. And this song, uh, again, it's it's considered a Christian song. Uh, she's a Christian artist. It reached number one on the Christian albums for the Billboard chart, and it reached number 72 on the Billboard uh, 200 in 2008. Uh, it also released uh, hit as high as uh, number two, in the Heat Seekers albums, which is on Billboard. So overall, did pretty good. When I was listening to it, I didn't really get Christian vibes, so maybe I wasn't paying attention, but it doesn't matter because I didn't like the song, and the song did not get added to my library. So it's mm-hmm. a it's a one out of five. It is a it's a med student. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Sounds very upset. Um, so okay. anyways, cool. back to you. This, uh, episode is written by William Harper and directed by Allison Liddy Brown. And it aired Liddy. October, Liddy, October 22nd, 2009 to 15.4 million views. So like 2 million more than last episode. Um, I will say, uh, the preview wasn't like spoilery, but it was definitely very drama, like lots of flashing and lots of like, what happened to that patient? Well, all this stuff. So that was the whole episode. (laughs) Yeah. The preview was, um, like pretty conclusive to what was going on in the episode. So I feel like that maybe have may have grabbed some attention. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was on, on that, uh, notable things. Let's see. Very tricky episode to take notes for, I wrote. <laughs> um, we we take notes. Well, Carmen take notes specifically by person, which like is not even impossible, this possible episode. in this episode. Yeah. Like just not like which this episode is different for Grays in a lot of ways, but it's also like very Grays um, in in many ways as well. Wait, and, uh, hold on. But it's did you so a, intertwined. Did you have a Netflix synopsis? I did. I did, but I didn't read it. <laughs> it's okay. This um, is, we are, we are recording about an hour later than we usually do. So, and already it's pretty late. <laughs> I've yeah. been up since 530 this morning and it is oh God, 9 p.m. Oh, I, so you texted me. House. What? It's 10 at my house. When you texted me, I was going to respond, but I would have been late for work. <laughs> <laughs> Seconds would have changed my entire butterfly effect. I would have been late. Yeah, that tracks. You're not great at time. Um, I am great you're doing at your time. best. You're doing your best. Okay. I saw what I saw after a burn victim dies in the midst of a chaotic ER, the chief and board member Jennings interrogate the residents to find the culprit. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, so you want to hear the spoily? Yeah. So here's the deal. I know we're jumping to the end because it's literally, it's about Kepner getting fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Jessica uh, was in the room and she was folding laundry and she goes, man, Kepner, so annoying. Get it together. You're always annoying me. And I go, 
so she's going to be around for a while. And Jessica goes, what do you mean? I go, this is the second episode. I already forgot this person's name. There's no <laughs> way you remember this person if you're on season eight and you are, and, and she's only in here for two episodes. So she just kind of looks at me and starts to smirk and goes, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she apologized. Yeah. So my official prediction is Kepner comes back. <laughs> we'll never know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> But that was one of those things where, like, she said, always, always so annoying. Get it together. And I'm like, what do you mean always? And that's when I was like, so she's going to be around at least for a while. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, yeah, this episode is hard to take notes for. It's very intertwined, obviously. Like, and that's the point of it is, and it definitely goes off of, um, like, the chaos of an ER after a huge trauma like this. So there's a fire in a hotel. Um, so there's at, at first it's probably like 20 minutes into the episode before we find out that that woman died. I mean, like we know someone died, but we don't see it like occur until like 20 minutes into the episode. But the whole episode is mostly told through flashbacks but they're also flashing from person to person. So sometimes I think shows do something where they'll be like, they'll tell a story from Carmen's point of view, like the whole story. And then they'll tell the whole story from Kelsey's point of view. And then they'll tell the whole story from the patient's point of view. But this one is like active, like as it's going and it catches like the tail end of the person before, but it's more active um, than it is like entirety and reflective. It's very, yeah. it's which goes, I mean, goes like, to the chaotic tone of the episode. It was also awesome that the, the scenes were getting rewritten and they were totally different mm-hmm, yeah. than when the other person was retelling them. Well, it was, uh, I don't think it was necessarily totally different. It was like definitely um, things that it made sense that the other person was misunderstanding like mm-hmm. the biggest one is like when they're talking about Alex, they hear him say hit yeah. the carotid, but he was saying don't hit the carotid, but he was saying it to himself. So like, it makes sense. Like, it's not like they were like, Oh, let's lie and say we heard something else. And yeah. then on top of that, you also have um, Weber and Jennings sitting there like regurgitating information that they're not understanding. So they're saying things that aren't true, but it's on top of like all this information we're getting. You're like, no, that's not right but I understand why you think that. But if you would just shut the fuck up, you could actually get (laughs) the real information. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, man, really fun episode. So I guess let's start from the beginning then. So there's, so obviously it's the hotel fire. Um, first of all, this episode opens so ominous. It's yeah. like raining, thunder, lightning. Like we've had another episode open like this. Yeah. But this one was like, this was intense. I mean, we've had lots of episodes open with rain, but this was like a thunderstorm. And then like with the fight that like immediately breaks out in the hallway between the doctors. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, everyone's wearing blue. Everyone's in their yes. matching scrubs. And in the last episode, Meredith says it'll be a week before the blue scrubs get here. So it's been a week. And oh, then yeah. also Alex says, Izzy, it's been a week. <laughs> So we know it's been a week. It's hey, how long? It's been one week since you it's looked been at me. One week since we saw the Greys. <laughs> <laughs> what what movie do you think of when you hear that song? No movie. 
No movie? I just think okay. of the Bare Naked Ladies. I think of the Digimon movie. I've never seen that. Fuck. <sighs> <laughs> Next podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Podcast number one million is you watching the Digimon movie and me watching it for the billionth time. Oh, gracious. Oh, so good. So, um, so matching yeah, scripts. Why? Meredith is still in bed also. Why were all of the attendings in Navy? Was it just for a de- differentiator? No, they're always in Navy. Were they really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm surprised I you didn't know. notice that before. Maybe I, I noticed, noticed it that. because Mark looks so good in Navy. You know who else looks good in Navy? Me. Me. I'm wearing Navy right now. But I'm also black and white. Uh, white hoodie. Patty Patty D looks good in Navy too. Paddington Bear? No, Patrick nope. Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Um, also <laughs> Patty Owen, D, not Patty because, B. Because the, the red hair looks good with the blue. Yeah, yeah. Also Bailey, because she always looks good. Also Addison always looked good in the dark blue scrub. It's Yay! true. Mm, that girl could wear nothing and look good. That's correct. Also could That's wear a garbage point. bag and would look good. I think is really more what you were going for. I was just hoping that we would find an episode where she's naked, but we're not. Yeah, she's... Wait, you really got to start watching some private practice. You got mm. five episodes before the crossover. I I feel that's fine. That's fine. Because I have, I think, two days off back to back. And how many episodes do I need to watch of private practice? It's like 15, probably. That's Maybe not it's bad. 12. I could do. I, it's not bad. But like the last time you binged, oh, you yeah. watched four yeah. and you were like, oh, I watched so much. That's, and that's not that much. That's true. I just have no time. But like. If you have a day off, you have a lot of time. But I don't have a child is not there. I don't have a day off during the week until January tenth. That's like next week. That's two weeks. That's less than two weeks. Uh, by one day, (laughs) thirteen days from now. Correct. I am right. You have confirmed that. All right. All right. Technicality. Okay. Let's talk about this fucking episode. Okay. I'm not going down for this. Someone Someone is. is. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. That was like the theme music for this episode. Every five seconds. Uh, It wasn't my patient. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, and then someone's like, Meredith's in the bed. Someone's mopping up like an entire human, human's body's worth of blood. Alex hurls his phone at the wall and shatters it. Hunt, Sloan, and Shepard are at one end of the hall pacing and all the residents are sitting at the other end of the hall um and that's it's just like tense like you feel the tension words are exchanged jackson says oh you need to make a phone call and alex just sits there for longer than is really like it's a delayed reaction and then jumps at at jackson to try and fight him and then they pull everyone pulls them off of each other and then weber comes out and it's like hey we're not doing this shit Motherfuckers suck. Yeah. Even though it's all your fault, Weber. Yeah. He yells at everyone that he wants to find out what happened to a patient and no one is leaving until they do. Very ominous. So they're in there. Weber is in there with the hospital council and mm-hmm. the chairman of the board, Larry Jennings, who we've seen before. Um, and they're trying to find out why this woman died. And I, I think they make such a big stink about it 
because they don't know who to blame. Because if you right. look at it in this show, many people die many times and no one really cares. I mean, they care probably, but like they're not doing this. I think it's more about the fact that they don't even know whose patient it is. Yeah. No one does. Um, no yeah. one's wanting to accept ownership of it. They're addressing the issue that this woman died and it was preventable, but they're also addressing the issue that no one knows what they're doing. And I'm not going to lie, kind of on Derek's side with this. Oh, absolutely. So also, I want. He doesn't even present it like a dick. He presents it professionally, in my opinion. Yeah. This is, I'm for sure on Derek's side. So there, there were two things that I wrote in my notes. Uh, number one, Weber, where were you during all of this? Mm-hmm. Was a theme that kept popping up in my notes. Honestly, and number, kind of, I'm like assuming he wasn't there because he just showed up like at the in the at the end of the night. Yeah, but it was it was not like where are you in the middle of this because obviously he doesn't work every day, but it was more so along the lines of why have you not laid down stricter ground yeah, rules? For sure, Where's, like why aren't you establishing? Like why aren't you guiding a merger? You can't just merge two hospitals. Yeah, just dump all these people together and be like, okay, continue to work as you were, even though your everything has changed. There needs to yeah. be guidance in many, many ways. And the other thing that is that I, I called the problem for the lady right off the bat. Like the second it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, she's this is what happened. Oh, um, when like the second April didn't look in her throat. Yeah. 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 I remember watching it live and I was before they showed who the patient was. I was convinced it was going to be the kid. Because they needed something sad and dramatic. Yeah, because of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so we get this scene in the beginning. So when they they uh, we they established that Christina got to the chart first, but she had it for a second. Like that was like this big handoff thing. I got it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Plot twist. Then she she gave it to Kepner. Then we have this dialogue, and this was one of the first big notes that I took that I wanted to talk about is. Mm-hmm. Kepner and what's Adamson's first name? Reed. So it's April and Reed, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there talking and the, it's so interesting to get the Mercy Wester's perspective on the merger mm-hmm. because yeah. the first episode, it's all Mercy West is crushing us. They're taking our jobs. And the second episode is Mercy West towards Seattle Grace of man, they're really dicks for not welcoming us in. Like what the fuck? Yeah, we got to work hard to make sure we keep our jobs. So, yeah. honestly, it's it's two sides of the same coin, truly. Like, Absolutely. they're both in, again, because there's no, like, solid leadership or, like, good foundation to go on through this event. Um, they're both in the same boat, truly. Yeah. So, I thought that was a really, really good job writing on, on this one. Because, mm-hmm. um, excuse me. Yeah, you've got April going, I'm not going to let them turn me into someone that they can hate. I'm easy to like. And Reed <laughs> is like, well. <laughs> funny story you're super annoying as jessica would say always so annoying yeah also people tell me that i am not easy to like when they first meet me when it be when it's like for for friendships people like me right off the bat but i do not make friends right off the bat interesting people tell me that they're scared of me when they first meet me but mine makes more sense than yours does but I don't uh, know how what it because I met you and I was already friends with Jessica, so I don't know what it would be like to meet you and have no reason to maintain ties with you. 
I, I, I have been told that I can be obnoxious and that is not for everyone. I think I've I worked could on see that. Why someone would maybe say that? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? Uh, yeah, I've I've worked on me. it. I uh, like pre probably well pre Jessica. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a long time ago. Yeah, uh, I think I've I've toned down and I've worked on myself a lot. But I used You're to be a very, lot more very outgoing, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it's not for everyone, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Like, who wants to be friends with everyone? That's exhausting. Yeah. Also, a lot of people suck, so. That's true. <laughs> Maybe you want to be friends with them. Yeah, no, I don't me. yearn to hang out with you. <laughs> I don't yearn. I don't yearn that. Uh, yurtle. Yurtle. Yurtle the turtle. What happens next? Um, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> these these uh, guys. Well, April doesn't check the woman fully she checks her burns on her chest she checks her lung sounds her breath sounds her pulse ox her vitals blah, blah blah she goes to check her throat and the woman goes oh my god which is fair because a man rolls through with an axe sticking straight up into the sky in his chest yeah that is the g version of what i would have said i probably would have <laughs> yelled what the fuck is happening there <laughs> Been like, with my kid next to me holy fuck yeah. look at that shit <laughs> hey everyone look there's an axe in that man that guy's having a shitty day oh man so, what an axe hole am i right um and charlie is with them so they're like oh at least charlie got a good one um and april is distracted by that obviously and goes, Oh, everything's fine. We're just gonna, uh, I need to have the plastic surgeon come and look. Cause these might be third degree burns, which they're not. They're just really deep second degree burns. Uh, so Mark comes over April and Reed leave. Mark and Lexi come over Lexi. And he says they're going to do debreeding or whatever on that woman's leg. But then Arizona comes in with that kid and he's like real burnt. Yeah. Would they say like sixty like percent of his yeah. body was covered in yeah. just third degree deep burnt? Yeah. Yeah. Um did they not give that guy any pain meds at all? I think they did. I mean, when they have to do that cutting him later on, Arizona says give him twenty five of fentanyl, which like, as we know, is a very strong medication. So they gave I think when she says to April later, like the thing with burns is all of your nerve endings are exposed. That's where all of like everything is the most sensitive. I know you've never had a root canal. You had your wisdom teeth out, right? Yeah, I did, but I was did that heal out. well? Did uh, you heal fine? Yeah, other than me thinking I could eat White Castle on the second day. That is both a bad idea and not surprising that you thought that. Yeah. Um. So when mine, I got dry sockets on both sides, which is where it like doesn't heal. So there's just like mm. a hole. Um, it was probably almost equivalent to labor pains. It was so painful. <laughs> um, and cause all the nerves were just exposed. And so, I mean, I went back, like I went to the emergency doctor afterwards and he, he was like, Oh, it's probably just, you know, you know how, like if you're a woman and you complain about pain, they're like, it's probably fine. You're just dramatic. <laughs> he literally said, Oh, it's probably just like hurting cause it's healing. And then he looked in my mouth and goes, oh, look, it's your jawbone. 
<laughs> See, On and both that sides of my mouth. And that is why I prefer women doctors. And that's on misogyny. Um, yeah. So anyways, it, it ended up being fine, obviously. But wait, wait, sucked. me or him? No, no, the guy, the guy. Okay, I was like, wait, what? What did I say? <laughs> yeah. You the, Carmen prefers women doctors. He's a um, fucking pig. No, um, that was an unfortunate situation for me, but it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but I did have a root canal and I was terrified because I knew it was like, yeah, it's exposed nerves. But that guy was actually really great. Did your um, bones grow? Did the, the jawbone grow back in? No, my jawbone was fine. It's the I mean, gums that like gum didn't line. heal over it or whatever. But yeah, they did. They gave me like actual pain medication, but they also took gauze and like it was just coated in some almost home remedy type thing. Um, it was like herbs and I don't think it was witch hazel because I don't think you can ingest that, but something along that lines that like, um, speeds up healing and they just like shoved the gauze into the holes in my mouth and they were like leave these in for like two hours and then by then you're prescription will be ready so you could take that medication which will like help the healing process expedite the healing process I do not currently <laughs> just have exposed jawbone in my mouth that I know of not anymore um, but yeah that was unpleasant uh, but yeah I think with the I think that's what makes it painful. And you can only give someone, you know, so much pain medication, especially it's like a, what did they say was 17, 16. So he's yeah. not a huge person. You have to go off of body mass. I so also just don't understand why just, they just didn't knock him out. Why they just put him under yeah. anesthesia? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they might not have known what I mean. If you like inhale a lot of smoke, maybe you can't go under anesthesia because it might be too hard for you to come, come back off. Like they don't know what the breathing situation is. Mm, I don't know. Mm, that would be my assumption. If you're a doctor, <laughs> let me know. Or a firefighter. Yeah. I was, I will say I was getting weird vibes from Roy. When he said I killed that kid, I was like, what did yeah, he do? They, did he like, start the fire? did not really go into it. I did not feel like they explained that well enough. Yeah. I think the kid, Evan, was like at, he was close to getting him on from, from the ladder. Like, I think Roy was on the ladder and the kid was in the window and he almost got him and he missed a step. And then the fire like exploded and like pushed him out the window. I think there's a chance I'm completely wrong. I mean, that's already a better visual that I would have gotten <laughs> from this. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, it was, I, I, I agree. I don't think the explanation on it was, um, the clearest Evan, Evan, 16 second and third degree burns 60% of his body. Doesn't say what happened to him though. He makes it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, let's, yeah, uh, they both, they both survive. Yeah. Yeah. They, they both unclear did. for sure. So let's take a, a quick second for uh, regional sponsors, and then we will hey, jump break. right back in. Hey, let it. me know if your nope. regional sponsor is Miller Lite, because they're sponsoring my thirst right now. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month 
focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. Miller Lite. Crispy. Delicious, refreshing capitalism. Mm. <laughs> so, um, okay, so then we've got, is the, the big guy that's Percy? Yeah. The dude, that I, the dude that I nosedive is Percy. So Percy and Jackson, <laughs> not to be confused with Percy Jackson. I, it, it is confusing. Although they released that new, one new one on Disney Plus and I hear it. I got to watch it, but I don't think Alexander Daddario is in it. I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Yeah. So they're sitting, they're sitting in the uh, blood drive, the blood drive room, and they're calling Alex a douche, and Alex is like, like just audibly. staring them down. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, man, everyone here is so douchey, and they look over, and Alex is just like a death staring, they're just like sup, what a douche, am I right? <laughs> yeah, case in point, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so. He ends up falling. He faints. Yeah, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. He could have died. He could have got an axe to the fucking somebody. mouth. He could have killed somebody. He some. got an axe to the forehead, the back well, end he, of the axe. Well, the back end of it. He could have got the front end of it. Yeah. Right to the, the fucking... Front end to, like, Bailey. That would have been... Oof. Ugh. What if been that's bad. how they kill Bailey? If they kill Bailey off like that, I'd be so pissed. With a faint accident? No. No, thank <laughs> you. With a fainting axe accident? <laughs> accident. Accident? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Go that ahead. That was stupid. That was stupid. I mean, I like the explanation. Um, you know, Bailey's in there like, well, he better have a brain tumor if he's passing out like that. And he's like, no, I gave blood. Um, I didn't it wasn't, eat a cookie. It wasn't I gave blood earlier today. It was I gave blood immediately before sprinting into this. Like probably yeah. within five minutes of pulling the needle out of him, his arm, he was fainting, which is not abnormal. I'm trying to think. I, I've, I've not given blood in a long time, but I've never. That I means you're like jumping into physical activity. You're jumping into high adrenaline, high stress situation. Yeah, and you probably come from high adrenaline all day. Probably not sleeping. Goodness knows, eating wise, what's been going on. Like, I appreciate donating blood. I think it is something that more people should be doing and saving lives on a regular basis. However, you someone's have to take vying care of for the. Uh, someone's out here vying. Out. So, someone's out here vying for the for the vampire vote. Am I right? <laughs> you know how you do. Donate more blood. <laughs> I got those. I got to get those Cullens on my side. Am I right? <clears throat> Immortal. Um, 
so Lexi's helping Mark. Yeah. It does and, not. Well, go she well. helps first. Mark goes with Evan, the kid. That's and right. And has Lexi finish on Kathy. And then he's like, oh, come in here when you're done. And then she goes in there. And it's bad. Uh, Lexi, I feel we've probably said this before. Lexi is such an empath. And I think that is part of what makes her a great doctor because she, it's not hard for her to find a way to connect with people. And she like, that's where her strong sense of compassion comes from. But I, I find it, it's not hard for me to believe that a situation like this would, would break her in that way. Yeah. But it it's, it's the first time that we've seen that be a detriment, yeah, at least sure. in in Arizona, the way that she handles it I mean, and what she's I'm doing. Not, I'm not, honestly, I kind of agree with Arizona. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't do that. But I also like, I think it's, I don't think she's just like, oh man, that's so gross. <laughs> I think it truly is like the empathy and just like listening to a, a child screaming yeah. in that much pain. Um, And not too much younger than her. He's not from there. Yeah, he's 16. He can't find his dad. They were looking at a college like crazy. Did they ever they never found the dad? Yeah, I was just thinking I don't think that was resolved. Also not resolved, yeah. <laughs> Next negative, week negative on Grey's Anatomy. So, that's yeah, that was that was pretty intense. I mm-hmm. I uh I like that like Arizona didn't didn't rush Lexi. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I, the, the note is because they try to make it sound like, oh, so Arizona was rushing you. That was a note that I have next. I yeah, had to remember yeah, yeah. that. So Lexi yeah. was treating the wounds on the lady who dies. And all she's, and yeah, Arizona's just like, hey, when you're done, we're going to need more hands in here. So when Lexi goes in there, she's immediately like super tense, super like taken aback, just not prepared because she's never been on a case like that. Obviously, Mark has seen probably dozens of the cases craziest like this, things um, because he's a plastic surgeon and he's going to like work with burn victims. Um, so he put something like under her nose for the smell. So I assume that's some kind of like medis- medication or like a Vicks vapor rub or something, yeah. you know, something that smells really strong. Um, and then he's like, this is. This is going to be rough. If you don't want to be here, like, that's fine. We can get someone else. And I do, I I know that obviously Mark and Lexi have a relationship outside of the hospital. They are in love. But I, I feel like we're starting to see Mark soften as a doctor and a teacher. So I do wonder if that is a courtesy he would have extended to other, um, second and third year residents if it was them i mean i don't know i just think like maybe he would if they came in and and also were kind of taken aback like in the same way that lexi was i i believe that he would have because ultimately this is going to be his patient and you can't have someone not giving full concentration while he can compartmentalize and he can go, the smell sucks, whatever. I got to not think about it. Uh, uh, Someone who is new probably couldn't make that distinction. So I think anyone who would have been in that room, he would have done it for, Mm -hmm. but 
the reasoning would be different. With right. Lexi, he cares about her. He doesn't want her to suffer. With someone else, it's like, I don't want you to fuck up my shit, so focus. Yeah. yeah. Don't also, focus on the smell. Like, focus on the healing. It's not, again, it's not something you see every day. So yeah. it's not as though, you know, oh, you're nauseous because you saw blood. You probably shouldn't be a doctor. Like, it's something that you don't see every day, and it's really, really intense. Like, just the visual intense. There's this intense smell, and this kid is screaming in pain so it's like very overwhelming for just so many of your senses and also it's hard because the as the doctors in those scenarios to heal him you have to cause the pain like what they're doing is causing him so like yes even if he was just laying there he would be in pain but what they are doing to make sure he is okay is ultimately going to be causing him even more pain so it does I mean, yeah, to be able to work on someone while they're screaming and like begging you to stop would ju- I mean, yeah, that would be very, very hard because, you know, you have to or they'll die. Right. And it's also so it's very different circumstances. But I think about, I think back to the episode. With the guy who was in cement. Yeah. So much pain. Mm-hmm. nothing fear. you could do a lot of fear a lot of fear and this yeah. guy is in the same evan is in the same or yeah evan right yeah. evan's kind of in this case this external case now yeah. not made of cement but made of fucking burn tissue yeah his flesh destroyed so obviously very scary um the next thing that kind of comes through so reed Goes to help Callie with something. Roy. Roy. That's right. Yeah. That's Roy right. I had to think in, about that. Roy has been in with the axe, but they, um, I don't, they had like a hip thing, I think, cause he fell on the ladder and missed the step. So he had like a, a hip situation. That's right. I forgot about um, that. So that's what Callie was doing. And then who else was on that? Christina was on that one as well because and they called Derek in because he had something was going on with his pupils so they had to take him to CT to do like uh, a brain scan and something else because he fell off of a freaking ladder and also because of the whole axe in his chest thing yeah that was which the other somehow situation. affects your brain well maybe he hit his head no I'm he kidding <laughs> <laughs> sometimes if you put an axe in your chest it makes you stupid uh, <laughs> It hurts your head when an axe to the chest happens. You know yeah. how they say. An uh, axe yeah, a day. So it's just, yeah, the, the chaos is just brimming over. Uh, so, yeah, Evan, Owen, and Callie, the firefighter, they're trying to figure out, still trying to figure out who's treating the patient. Jackson says Christina ordered the pain meds when Tyler came over and was like, whose patient is in bed one? And Jackson and Christina both say, not mine. Alex walks by and Christina says, is this your patient? He says, no. And she's like, well, your initials are on this chart. And he just keeps going because, you know, he's trying to contact Izzy incessantly. And um, (laughs) that's when Christina says Alex was with nosedive, which is when the introduction to nosedive happens, which is just impeccable and so and that's charlie says well he was supposed to be with me but he was on the phone listen alex 
I am sympathetic to your plight. I am sad that your wife left you and gave you no information, but a hotel caught on fire. I just feel like there's a better time to be on the phone. Yes. Also, I keep forgetting that his first name is Charles, not Percy. Yeah, no, it's Charles Percy. Yes. And Jackson Avery. Jackson Avery, which that one's confusing because both of those could be both first names or both last names. (laughs) So that one's confusing. All four of them. (laughs) All four of them could. That's also true. Yeah. So. So when I said Percy Jackson, I was using one's last name and the other's first name. No, like but I, admit, I assume moron. you were talking about Charles Percy. Yes, but I, I forgot that his first name was Charles. I thought oh, that his I first name were... was Percy. Oh, okay, I see. No, no, a dummy. Just a dummy. Just a big, fat, dummy, dummy head. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> so is this the scene where the guy, uh, the, the, the chairman is like, nosedive? He's never going to get rid of that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's pretty funny. That's going to yeah. suck. <laughs> Um, I like that. So that's when also when we find out that Alex says it's been a week and he's going to call the cops if he doesn't call him. So Christina says she ordered morphine because the woman was complaining about pain on her chest, not chest pain, because Larry tries to be like, oh, you gave her morphine for chest pain. And she's like, no, no, no. I gave her morphine for pain on her chest. And then like recites a bunch of things off her chart and Richard is like, you memorized her chart. And Christine goes, yes, because she wasn't my patient. I read it three times to make sure I was ordering the right medication. And that's why I love Christina Yang. Yeah, that was really impressive. And you can see, so Weber is not my favorite person right now in the show. Fair. However, I think you can tell that he still cares because there's a couple of scenes where he kind of deviates away from the, the HR lady, or not not the HR lady. What's this lady's name? The lawyer. The lawyer she, and... I'm sure they said a name, but it's hospital counsel. Yeah. And then the, the chairman. So yeah. he's sitting, he's sandwiched between these two people who you have to assume have no souls. And Weber is trying to not lose his last shred of humanity. So uh, there's this little moment where he's like, oh shit, Christina. Like, fuck yeah. You had that shit memorized? Yeah. Dope. Also, that's cool. <laughs> I think it's frustrating because they're sitting there and they're they have these titles at this hospital. They don't know shit about medicine. No, that's so annoying. They're like, wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? What what happened? Why did they need that? What is that medicine? Like, shut up. Why? How yeah. do you even have this job? It's just admin it's like stuff. When, it's like when Congress people try and make laws about bodies and they don't know anything about science or medicine yeah, or general humanity. Yeah. Specifically when men are trying to make laws about women's bodies and they can't even tell you what a, that is correct. Yeah. (laughs) That is the worst of it. You want to know why Um, I'll never make a law about a woman? Because because you never have the authority to make a law. (laughs) Well, never say never. I'm going to run for president one day. Who knows? Yeah. Look at the recent history. Who fucking knows? The standards are in the gutter. No, that just seems like a backhanded compliment. You will have to wait approximately 200 years before you're allowed to run. You have to be a million to run. So. Oh, well, I I can start running three years from now, but I won't be taken seriously until I'm 87. Exactly. So the... What was I fucking going to say? Shit. Making laws about women's bodies. Oh, because I couldn't even tell you the order of operations from vagina lips to 
I, you should stop talking. I'm saying like when you look at the picture, right. And you see the canal and you see the, the thing what I could tell you. What pictures are you looking at? I could tell you You're what a fallopian tube man. is. Why I could, are you looking at these pictures? I'm just saying the, ov- the, the general picture of the reproductive system of a woman. Right. When you look at the, the screen, the picture head mm-hmm. on and it looks like mm-hmm. a, like a Ram. You know yes. what I'm talking about? I, I do because I have one. <laughs> yes. I could tell you the fallopian tubes and I could tell you the vagina and I could not tell you anything else. So that's why I'll never make a law about a woman. You could maybe do the cervix. Maybe. Which one is that? That's like at the the very bottom of the, like the end of the, it's like, mm. you know Which I mean? ones are the ovaries at the end of the fallopian tubes? Are they the sacs that hang at the end? Yeah. Those are the ones that I told you about that are not stationary. As I learned oh, when they went to do, they went like to do kidneys. my ultrasound and they could not find them because they were hiding behind other in organs in my body. Do you think kidneys free floating and ovaries just fucking fight? Like I was here first. Yes. No. Oh, I think that. Wait, watch this. Watch this. Oh. What? What? Hold on. <gasps> Is that a daddy with yeah, a doggy? He's, he's taking him out to go potty. Wow, so cute. Oh um, boy. Anyways, my dog's cute. I have a dog. Can you believe? Um. Anyways, okay. I can. I'm gonna order one on Amazon right now. <laughs> hey Siri, so, buy me a new dog. <laughs> stop. No, don't actually stop, Siri. Stop. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So yeah, Christina gave her pain medicine because of the burns on her chest were hurting. Um, and. Lexi did a chest tube and that that was a whole thing because she was trying to do the test tube and then Jackson just sprints over. Wait, sorry, we should backtrack. That's how this episode feels though, honestly. Um Lexi was with Evan. Then um Arizona sees her crying and tells her to s- please step out and pack your shit up and get it together. Yeah. And then you for can real. return. Thank you so much for your time. So she uh, is out in the ER and she's crying and Danny comes over and is like, my mom can't breathe. So Lexi goes over and says it was a new pneumothorax. And that's when Larry's like, what's that? And they say it's a collapsed lung. And while Lexi is trying to get it started, Jackson just sprints over and stabs the woman, which is like a bold move. It worked, but it seems risky. Yeah. So the step that he missed that she missed was alleviating Releasing the pressure the pressure yeah. before counting the ribs to do the uh the chest the tube. pokey the chest tube yeah so then lexi puts in the chest tube jackson confirms he watched her and she did a good job um christina is in the background screaming at that little boy because they were gonna shock ray but then he came back so the paddles were charged and the little boy like goes to grab them which honestly i also would have screamed at absolutely like there are moments when you scream at a child because they're doing something that could kill them like it's terrifying and then you're like i'm so sorry like that was not like i'm not mad at you i just didn't want you to die (laughs) yeah there there was a time a couple weeks ago where we jess and marlo were doing crafts on the counter and Mm -hmm. jessica was using the scissors and put the scissors down and marlo now likes to get on the counter from her tower and reach mm-hmm. across to whatever's on the other side. So nothing right, is safe right. there. Just whatever she can't have. Totally. And she was reaching for the scissors. And I yelled, mm-hmm. 
Marlo, no. And I was like very yeah. firm. And I was louder than that. But I was like firm, quick, loud. And you could tell she was startled. And I was like, yeah. hey, now that I'm standing here, this these scissors are not, these are not good. And I picked her up and I hugged her and I told her that I loved her and all that. So like, you know, we're good. We're homies. But yeah, yeah like you got to be firm. That kid, fuck, get that kid out of here. Yeah, it was, I mean, obviously, again, with the chaotic, the the chaos, his mom can't breathe. There's no one else, like, no one knows that he needs to be watched. Um, But Lexi is like, oh, good, an excuse to not go back into the terrible place. Takes him to the lobby. I was like, I'll sit with him till his dad gets here. Um, Which does piss Arizona off a lot, but we'll get to that. Uh, So Lexi... No, that is what happens next. Arizona finds her, gets super mad, and is like, you don't get to have feelings because he is feeling of literally everything because all of his nerves are exposed to open air. So you can wrap your feelings up in a box and shove them into your asshole. Politely. Respectfully. (laughs) Respectfully. Professionally. Put your feelings up your butt. And so um, then at that part, Percy is looking for Alex to finish his stitches because (laughs) Alex was mid stitching gets a call from Izzy tapes the dangling string or whatever you use. So yeah, the to the guy's cheek yeah, so that he doesn't lose it, I guess, and runs out to talk to Izzy. Um, and, uh, Char Charlie goes into the ER to try and find Alex. Um, he's on the phone though. He needs help. They can't intubate this woman because her airways are so blocked off that they can't see anything. And they, he tries, Reed tries. Then Alex runs over and is like, we have to do a crike. And the, and Reed says something about she doesn't have indicators because everything's so swollen. So I think that means maybe even on the external part of the throat, it's because like you can like see where shit is like kind of. But she's saying like there's no there's no visibility there either. So Alex is like, well, I'm going in blind. What's she already can't breathe? It's not like you're gonna stop her from breathing. Yeah. Um, and that's when they they say that he is saying hit the carotid, but what he's actually saying is don't hit the carotid because he's in a moment of high stress, and he's talking himself through it basically. And it's another situation where maybe he shouldn't have been on the phone leading it up to that, mm-hmm. but you kind of got to take that call. I, yeah, I it's think. it's just the worst possible timing. Absolutely, Obviously, plot drama like it has to be. But and he's just like, I can't talk to you. Just give me a number because I want to talk to you. And is he? You know, we don't know what she's saying. She, you know, I'm not coming back, or I'm not coming back yet. He won't still doesn't know where she is. She's basically just calling to be like, I'm alive. Leave me alone. Stop calling me. I will not give you a phone number. So he hangs up, runs over, does the crike. Um, it is successful. In that moment though, my only feedback for Alex is maybe say, there is a woman that I need to do an emergency crike on right now. So I'm going to hang up on you, but you should call me back and give me a number because this is not over. Click. Yeah, the lack of communication is once again hampering Astounding. many relationships. Yes. <laughs> um, 
So he does the Craig blind. He is successful. They ask him if he gave blood because he was all sweaty, but he was all sweaty because he was doing a Craig blind. And then also because of the Izzy thing. Um, and then Charlie says, oh, I wasn't trying to wave to Reed. I was trying to wave to Alex, which I feel like is a weird distinction to make. Like, why were you trying to wave to Alex over Reed? Like, she's the one you've worked with before. That I just mm. thought that was weird for me. Yeah. When, when was that? That was when he was telling his side of the story because Reed says, oh, Charlie was waving me over to get help with the lady. And Charlie's like, no, I was waving over Alex. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it was really weird. And I just like, it wasn't super addressed. And I was like, well, what's what? Why? Because he was already with Alex. Like, I don't know. They're at the same level. They both have the same skill set. That's her airway is blocked regardless of who you are. So I don't really understand like the point, but. It was probably, I mean, obviously it was just, just to for make dramatic. The point of being like, Alex was on the phone and he wouldn't hang up. Yeah, I was uh, waving to him. And also, that's not the wave that you give someone when there's a woman dying in your yeah. hands. Uh, you go, yeah, it's not, it's like not a, a, you squinty eye. I hey, got it. What's up, man? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that has been the end of Grey's Academy. We, uh, <laughs> Never again. We, had a, we had a good run. All the spoilers. No, I'm just I kidding. Agree. No there was seemed to be no, no, no urgency in that. Yeah, that's when you yeah. go, Alex, get the fuck off the phone, yeah. and get over here. Literally every doctor get over here, and then Alex says he well, stayed. Well, every with doctor her. does end up over there. That's true. So Alex says he stayed with her, and everything was fine until it wasn't. Like she just started crashing. Everything was terrible. And on that note, we are now going to take a break for everyone's favorite segment. 